Hey guys, this is Paul, the true crime enthusiast, and we're the first for the show, bringing you an update concerning developments in a case to have been featured on the podcast in the previous series, only a few weeks ago actually in episode 22, The Maniac in the Marigolds. Now this episode dealt with two unsolved cases from Yorkshire, both taking place way back in the 1960s, the unsolved murders of Anne Dunwell and of Elsie Frost. The episode also was where I gave my thoughts on the possible, and indeed, I believe likely suspect, Peter Pickering. Pickering was incarcerated in 1972 for the horrific rape and murder of Shirley Ann Baldy, abducted on her way back to school after leaving her home in Woomwell, near Barnsley, in the same year. I won't recap the case, it's best if you head back over and have a listen again to the Maniac in the Marigolds episode to get the gist of what I'm talking about, or to indeed refresh. Where an update for this episode I think is required is for two reasons. Firstly mentioned in the episode is the fact that Pickering was now awaiting trial for a rape and false imprisonment committed back in Sheffield in 1972, just weeks before the murder of Shirley. While Pickering stood trial for this offence just two weeks ago in Leeds Crown Court and denied the charges. Throughout the trial, Pickering appeared through a video link from Thornford Park Hospital in Berkshire where he was being held to hear proceedings against him and details of the alleged attack. Michelle Colborn, QC for the prosecution, told the jury that when police contacted the woman in December 2016, she said to the officer, Is it about Peter? That was the first time since 1972 that she had uttered his name, the prosecutor said. Miss Colborn said that Pickering had gone on to claim that the woman consented to sex with him, adding... This defendant was a predator whose means of operating was to use force to get what he wanted. The victim from 1972, who's a woman now in her 60s, was never named apart from in proceedings for legal reasons, and she went on to describe a tale similar to that of the abduction of Shirley Ann Baldy. She spoke from behind the screen throughout her time giving evidence to maintain her dignity and anonymity and to save her from any distress. And she went on to describe how in June 1972, she was an 18-year-old waitress and was walking home to Stocksbridge from her place of employment when hitchhiking as she regularly did to save walking the four-mile distance, she was picked up by Peter Pickering in his minivan. She told the court how she got into his van voluntarily and he suddenly changed from being amiable and pleasant to acting like a madman, driving to a secluded spot and going berserk. Pickering overpowered and handcuffed her, cut off her underwear with a knife, then violently attacked and raped her. The jury was told Pickering had burned her breasts with cigarettes and eventually told her, I suppose I'm going to have to kill you now. The woman said, I was stunned into silence. I just thought I was going to die. I had no doubt in my mind that was what he intended. Years later, I actually thought he was Peter Sutcliffe. I remain of the fervent belief that whether he has a mental illness or not, the man is a monster, and wherever he is now, that's the right place for him to be. She told jurors that she did not think she would have been believed if she'd reported the attack in the 1970s and had to be persuaded by police to cooperate in 2016. Three to four weeks after this attack, Pickering abducted, raped and killed Shirley Ann Baldy in Woomwell. The court heard that Pickering was caught for this offence when police were alerted by comments that he'd made to doctors that were found in his medical notes. Police also discovered a lock-up facility in Sheffield that Pickering had somehow managed to keep and pay rent on since his incarceration in 1972, 
although how this is made possible hasn't been revealed. A search of this lock-up garage produced a letter to Pickering's mother in which he suggested that he had raped an 18-year-old woman just weeks before Shirley's murder. The garage had also preserved a pair of handcuffs and other letters, diaries and exercise books, all filled with Pickering pouring out his fantasies about rape and murder of young girls before his incarceration for Shirley's murder. One of the messages in an exercise book said, Sex is predominant in my mind, eclipsing all else. Maybe I will be a sex maniac proper. Rape, torture, kill. Pickering did not give any evidence at the trial, and on the 20th of March 2018, jurors at Leeds Crown Court took just two hours to return guilty verdicts. The judge, Mr Justice Goss, said that before sentencing, he needed new reports on the defendant's mental state to be prepared, but told Pickering that he would be subject to his continuing hospital order at Thornford Park until a date for sentencing was fixed. But Pickering never got to find out his sentence for this crime. For just five days after being found guilty, on Saturday the 24th of March 2018, Peter Joseph William Pickering took ill late at night on the ward that he was being kept on, and he died. He was 80 years old and had been incarcerated for 45 years. Cause of death was attributed to natural causes, and no mention of a possibility of suicide has been made. It seems that it would just be coincidental timing. Following news of his death, Detective Superintendent Nick Wallen of West Yorkshire Homicide and Major Inquiry Team issued the following statement. We can now formally confirm that Peter Pickering was the man we arrested and interviewed over the last two years as part of the renewed investigation into the murder of 14-year-old schoolgirl Elsie Frost in Wakefield in 1965. We strongly suspected that Peter Pickering was responsible for her murder and had been liaising with the Crown Prosecution Service, where it was our expectation that Pickering would be charged in due course. His unexpected death clearly means that will no longer happen. We have informed all of those involved in the case of this development and we will be liaising with the West Yorkshire coroner to ascertain what proceedings are now necessary in relation to Elsie Frost's death. Elsie Frost's brother Colin said that Pickering's death had taken away his family's hope of getting justice at last saying that it was a bitter pill to swallow it feels like something has been taken away and it must be a very bitter pill to swallow. So Pickering will now never face trial for the murder of Elsie, and it was also revealed during his trial for the rape and abduction in 1972 that he has been ruled out as a suspect in the murder of Anne Dunwell also. Again, I won't go into the details of both cases again. Have a re-listen to the episode to find out about them. It remains to be seen whether a ruling means Pickering can be officially named as the likely killer of Elsie Frost at least, and then if so, at least a surviving family can rest assured knowing that a killer spent the majority of his life incarcerated. I believe now that further detailed studies of the contents of this lockup in Sheffield should also be made to see if Pickering can be linked to other unsolved crimes, not necessarily just in the Yorkshire area, but throughout the neighbouring counties. But it does remain a vicious twist of fate that his surviving victim has had all this horror and trauma raised again of late after burying it for so long, only for Pickering to die before sentence could be passed, and in effect cheat justice for this, even if he was found guilty. 
she is left to try and take solace in the fact that Pickering did at least spend the rest of his life incarcerated, although may now feel torment that if this had been raised at the time of the attack in 1972, he may have been caught and it may have prevented the abduction and murder of Shirley Ann Baldy. I would suggest that the wrong person there would be feeling remorse. It is in no way the victim's fault whatsoever. It just remains to say that I, and I'm sure a great many others also, now hope that the beast of Woonwell, Peter Pickering, rots wherever he is. Any further updates to the case of the maniac in the marigolds will of course be made into a further update. So thank you for joining me guys, and just to remind that I am back with the new series of the True Crime Enthusiast podcast on Thursday the 5th of April. I hope that you can join me then. Until then, I'm Paul, the True Crime Enthusiast, wishing you all safe times, and I shall speak to you soon. Goodbye for now all.